help. She needed someone to come to her aid. She needed me. Fast forward to issue 28. Terror was robbing a bank, like before her heart wasn't in it. She even apologized to Changeland as she attacked him. I'm really sorry I have to do this. And again, there were the tears. Curse those tears. They melted my pubescent heart like fire lad tongue in a Klondike bar. Damn it, world, can't you understand she's only doing it to save her parents? Of course, the Titans understood and helped her track down the terrorists only to find that her parents were already dead. Raging out of control, Terra screamed for revenge, gripping the terrorists in an enormous fist made of rock. As the villains begged for mercy, my girl squeezed them tighter. The earth was shaking. She was so powerful she started an earthquake. My young eyes went wide as the stone fist tightened. I couldn't believe it. She was really going to kill him. But like all true heroes, as Terra peered into the abyss, she didn't like what she saw. Crumbling to her knees, she showed the villains the mercy never given to her parents. Again, my heart plummeted. Terra was 15 and all alone in the world. Didn't anyone hear what she was saying on the final pages? I feel so alone. And then, Changeling looked into those sad, newly orphaned blue eyes and said exactly what my 12-year-old brain was thinking. You don't have to be, Terra. I'm here. The teaser on the cover of the issue said, Introducing Terra. Is she friend or foe? Friend, I shouted, friend! I have to hand it to Wolfman and Perez. They knew what they were doing. Preying on the knight in shining armor gene that's inherent in every male comic fan? Oh, come on, why do you think we read this stuff in the first place? They conjured the perfect young lady in distress, then stepped back to watch us put our legs in the metal trap. The first step was done. By introducing her as a victim, they made us feel for her. But then they raised the stakes. Sure, she was in pain, but she was far from helpless. In fact, when Changeling tried to come to her aid, she not only refused it, she actually punched him in the face, called him a nerd, and flew away. Think about that a moment. You have any idea what a strong female character like that does to a 13-year-old psyche? No? Then let me back up even further and explain. In 1981, in the heart of New York accent Brooklyn, my biggest social dilemma was deciding between Karen Aiken and Ananda Bresloff. The slam books, a.k.a. popularity ratings that were passed around to decide our social fates, were clear. Given the choices good, fair, and yuck, those were the choices, good, fair, and yuck, both Karen and Ananda had ranked me as good. Even in fifth grade, good was a good sign. Now the ball was in my court. How would I rank them? Sure, we had traded slam books at the exact same time, but only a fool ranks someone before they see how that person ranks them. Make no mistake, I may have been dumb enough to think my knee-high tube socks were cool, and even insecure enough to want to wear a gold Italian horn charm around my neck even though I was Jewish, but I was nobody's fool. And so, I handed Karen and Ananda their respective slam books. Did you do the chart, they asked? Of course, I said. But when they checked inside, here's what they saw. Girls were ranked by name. Good, fair, yuck. Darlene Signorelli, yuck. Randy Boxer, yuck. Danielle Levy, yuck. And then where it said Ananda Bresloff and Karen Aiken, it was blank. That's right, baby. I left it blank. Who'd they think they were dealing with? I read far too many Lex Luthor stories, every single Adventure Comics Digest, and the oversized maxi books to fall for some simple trap. I wasn't putting my heart on the line until I knew it was a sure thing. And so, armed with my recent good ranking, I knew who I was deciding between. Time to make a choice. Here's how it looked to me in fifth grade. 
Ananda was really cute, nice, soft-spoken, and really cute. Karen was loud, had a face full of freckles, and thanks to her older sister, seemed to have far more experience than anyone else in the grade combined. She knew how to write in cursive before anyone. She told us all what a blowjob was. She was tough, too. More important, she made fun of me and pushed me around. Even back then, the choice was clear. Now, I just had to break the news. It was the last day of school in fifth grade at PS206. I'd spent weeks going through slam books and leaving Karen and Ananda's rankings blank. But today was the day that would all change. In fact, if I summoned the strength in time, I might even be picking my first girlfriend. The clock was ticking toward three. The school year was almost gone. Forever melodramatic, I waited until the final bell rang. I remember putting my little check marks in the appropriate columns, then slamming the book shut before anyone got a peek. As we all ran.